Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve, and joining me today, back on the program, hasn't been on since uh, August time. Wow. August time, yeah, is Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I'm glad that you're finally able to be back on. We've had some scheduling issues, but we were able to, to make it work. Both live busy lives. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Both working, very busy. And uh, so your first episode was the two-part Olympics episode. With Pokemon, yes. With Pokemon, where our listeners would know Dan's famous argument about using Snorlax to eat the competition. It's a foolproof method. It is, but it's also an illegal method. By eliminating the competition entirely. (laughs) I mean, I guess, yes, you can make that case, that if there's nobody else in the running, then you are guaranteed the win. Automatic win. Exactly. Yeah. By any means necessary. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're back. I was going to make a comment about what we're going to be doing, how one person that you're going to be choosing... I was actually thinking of that in my head while we were talking about that. But I won't won't spoil it. That's right. We'll We'll get to that point. So we have the results from a previous presidential episode. A couple weeks back, we did our first election episode involving who would win and we just kind of picked names out of a hat we had everdeen potter 2016 going up against aragorn targaryen 2016 and then we also had a third party run at the end of that episode of the fanatic the philly fanatic that is and professor charles xavier and with the twitter poll aragorn and targaryen daenerys targaryen took it with 67 percent of the vote everdeen potter coming in with 33 percent of the vote and Fnatic and Xavier with 0% of the vote, unfortunately, for that third-party run. Uh, if you have not le- yet listened to that episode, go ahead back, give it a listen. It was pretty fun. And like I said, we're going to continue our presidential episodes as we go on through October and get closer to November. Okay, so, yeah, so that's what we have for that. So, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, and you can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. I'm not sure if anybody's checked out our um, website through Podbean, but I actually uh, have been working on it lately, trying to spruce it up a little bit. It's a little more user-friendly. You can search episodes. You can see tags, so... You know, if you're a big Harry Potter fan and you want to see the episodes that we've discussed that involve Harry Potter, you can just click the categories as Harry Potter and those episodes will pop up and so on and so forth. And I also have, yeah, I have hyperlinks on there to our Facebook page, our Twitter, and also our Instagram in case people haven't seen it already. Uh, Just saying that the Instagram page that you guys are doing every week Uh looks great. You like it? All the little, like, little teasers. Yep. When you've resent it out, I'm like, oh, crap, what type, what font is that? I have to think, try to think of it. Okay, so it gives um, you like a little tease. A little yeah. tease, yeah. I like, I like doing that. I always try to find a way of teasing which episode we're going to be talking about yeah. next or something like the that. The last couple episodes, um, you did something, and I was like, I could not figure out the font. Really? Yeah. I'm curious what it was. We did... It was, um, we I think, president. We did the presidential debate It might have been the first ago. debate. No, it wasn't, because it was the one after Survivor lost. The one after Survivor Lost was the presidential yeah, debate. Yeah, I might have I not been able to follow that one. Yeah, because it was the presidential seal, and it just said who would win in the middle of it. Uh, might be what it is. I don't know. Yeah. I forget. So, yeah, so in case you don't follow us on Instagram, you didn't know that, yeah, every week I put a little teaser uh, of what the next episode is going to be about. So I usually usually put them up on Sundays since new episodes come out on Monday. So Yeah, you should really, really follow. It's, it's good stuff. Awesome. Thanks for that plug. I appreciate that. All right, so, Dan, what are we talking about today? Uh, so we're going to be talking about a head-to-head battle, um, fictional presidents, and a election. That's right. Last night was the second presidential debate. Mm-hmm. Clinton v. Trump going at it again. And uh, what a doozy. <laughs> what a doozy. What a doozy. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, since it's election season, I thought we might as well have some more election-themed episodes. So mm-hmm. this week we're looking at fictional presidents. There have been tons of fictional presidents all throughout film, It TV. seems like there's only, like, one movie that's been in a, a year where there's a president movie or a movie that takes place in the White House right. or around, you know, politics or something like that. They have that new show, Designated Survivor. I don't know if you've seen the promos. or I've seen the promos, haven't watched it. Yeah, with Kiefer Sutherland. It's okay. I like the idea. They could do a little better, though, on the execution. Maybe it'll get better. You know, it's the first season, so I'll give it a little, little more time, but... I don't know. I kind of expect a lot when it's like ABC, Kiefer Sutherland. Like, I don't feel like they're going to produce anything that's crap, but... Is it, what, is it me, or is it Kiefer Sutherland always is, like, either whispering or, like, screaming? He's not... not he's, he doesn't meet in the middle. Yeah. No. He's like, oh, I guess. But then he always, like, screams, like, over the Jack top. Bauer, you exactly. know, world's going to end. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess, maybe that's how the... Maybe in the script... It's really, really tiny font, <laughs> so he thinks he's supposed to whisper. Right. And then sometimes, you know, the guy who was writing the, the script writer, he, like, fell asleep and hit caps lock by accident, and he's like, oh, crap, this is due tomorrow, and he's, like, really typing <laughs> it, and it's all caps, and he doesn't even realize it, doesn't right. reread it or anything. and Just going on coffee. Just, exactly. So that's why it happens. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. If we ever meet Kiefer Sutherland or have him on the show, we'll ask him why. I like to ask uh, acting coach why he uh, he tells him to do that. Yeah. Or maybe he doesn't even have to Maybe. Coach. Maybe not. He yeah. just does it. Just going off his own cuff yeah exactly so so what are the rules for this episode what are what are what are the parameters that we're setting for these debate episodes well i think we're going to try to go with the same thing that you and chris did okay um which was the fact of um everything they do is canon except for um dying yeah or um like some kind of uh, yeah, I can't think of a word. What else would you say? Pretty much it. I mean, luckily the people that we're picking have played the president, mm-hmm. so you really can't make a case saying that, oh, they're not American or they're not 35 or right, right. anything like that. So we're kind of set uh, with those parameters right there. The so. way that mine gets into office is unconventional. Okay. Well, yours is unconventional too, but... True. Um, I think mine's legal though. Yours is at least legal. Mine is completely illegal. Um, so we'll just have to get past that that barrier and say that he was elected or would be running as a as himself. Okay, if that's okay with you. Okay, that's fine. Okay. That's fair enough with me. Unless you're gonna go with that argument, how that we were. No, nah, I mean, because we you know, we got to tweak the rules a little bit. Okay, because <laughs> if we were going off of that, your guy had no chance. Has no chance. Yeah, because of so. All right. Well, we might as well we might as well get going. So yes. who so who are you picking for this fictional fight between? Uh, two fictional presidents running for an election. So I am going with Dave. Dave. Um, are you familiar with Dave? I am familiar with Dave. Um, for those who are not familiar with Dave, Dave is a 1993 American comedy film um, starring Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver, along with uh, a lot of other people like Frank Langella. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Yep. Um, and a host of cameos. Yeah, a lot of politicians. Um, a lot of politicians. Uh, in that. Um, some random people are really in, are in it. Uh, I know that um, Oliver Stone's in it for a little bit. Oh, wow. He has no relation to it at He's all. He's just kind of there. He's just in it. Right. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of interesting things. Actually, the, the film... Um, are we getting into the background, or you want to talk about your... No, yours? you can go in, like, the background, like, the little fun facts in history. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Just real quick, the, yeah, the film ahead. made an Oval Office for, this, for the movie, and it was on the Warner Brothers set, and they actually made... That that set contributed to uh, another twenty five films of the White House. So like uh, another twenty five th- times, like uh, the Pelican Brief, um, Hot Shots Part Two, uh, Part Deux. Uh, yeah, part I don't know really how to pronounce um, that. Or yeah. Absolute Power. They all use the same set of the. Oh, that's pretty Oval cool. Office. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So um, Dave, that's my choice. That you got Dave. Now you're gonna go with. I'm going with probably my favorite fictional president that is still on television digital platform out still in the the spotlight today right. and that is president frank underwood which is an interesting choice which is a very interesting choice um yeah so frank underwood if anybody doesn't know he is played by kevin spacey and he is on the netflix hit show house of cards mm-hmm. and just wrapped up its fourth season back in march and the fifth season comes out i was reading online in february of 2017 wow yeah so it's going to be awesome uh if you have not seen it uh i'm going to be spoiling some things here for the new season to an extent i'll try my best not to 
But if you haven't seen it and you really want to go see it, I would recommend that you go watch it. So that way it's not spoiled for you. It's a very, very, very good show. The first season of House of Cards may be one of the best television ever. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, everything, his acting is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. The production value is so high. The script's fantastic. The third season dipped a little bit, in my opinion. I felt like it. It didn't it really know too much. It, yeah, it just didn't know what to do because that it's you know the whole point of the first two seasons is Frank for our listeners. Frank starts off as a majority whip for the Democratic Party in Congress, whip, whip. and cool whip, cool whip, <laughs> the 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 whip, and he gets screwed over for being the Secretary of State for the new president who was just elected in office. So Frank. Uh, vows to screw this guy over by any means necessary. So over the first two seasons, Frank eventually becomes the vice president, and then he eventually becomes the president at the end of season two. And then season three, once he is the president, I feel like they just didn't know what to do with it because he achieved his goal. So it's like, what do you do now? Uh, and I thought they'd kind of turn that around with season four where it's more about him keeping the presidency while mm-hmm. some people are trying to take it from him. Um, so yeah, so a couple fun facts. I, I was doing some research online. I found that the first ever uh, whip whip in uh, the Democratic Party in Congress, his name was Oscar Underwood. Oh. So they don't know if Frank Underwood was specifically named for that same character, um, but they think that that was supposed to be paying an homage to the first ever whip in Congress. Yeah, I hope he wasn't as corrupt. Oh, we'll get into that conversation when we get there, yeah. but we'll see. One thing I did notice, that I did not describe the movie of Dave at all when oh. I was talking about Dave. Oh, that's so, fine. Well, we'll ping pong back yeah. right after. So my last my last thing, I'll give it back to you, yeah. is uh, his initials. I don't know if anybody, I'm sure tons of people who love the show realize this, um, but if you've never watched the show, his initials are F-U, Frank, Frank I, Underwood. What does that entail? Uh, you know, it means friends unite. So <laughs> F is for friends. That's right. Uh, so, which is pretty much FU is pretty much Frank's whole mantra. Exactly. Or... Uh, and uh, House of Cards is actually based on a British show, which is also based on books from Britain called House of Cards. And it's a, there's a series of three books. I can't remember the other two names of the books. But uh, and the main character there, his name is Francis Urquhart. I'm not really sure how to say the the last name. Uh, but they took since his initials were FU for the same purposes, they mm-hmm. wanted to bring that over to the American version and just kind of name him Frank for an American audience. And he had Underwood from the Whip and Underwood and... from the Whip, and it sounds more American for the American audience. And the British show was only three episodes. It was kind of like a TV movie in a way. Okay. Um, and theirs takes. I, I've seen like a little bit of the first episode. The first whatever you want to call it, series or whatever. Part of the miniseries. Yeah, and uh, it's on Netflix. But um, it takes place in right after Margaret Thatcher left office, and he is kind of the one coming in now to kind of pull the strings or whatnot. Okay. So that's a little bit about Frank Underwood and uh, House of Cards. If you haven't watched it, please do. It is amazing. Very, very good. A little disclaimer. Um, I am halfway through the last season, so I may be a little behind on my arguments. That's fine. And I'll... uh, and I'm not going to – I told Dan before we started recording that I'm not going to ruin that second half of season four for him because there's some really good stuff that happens, and I don't want to spoil that for this for this argument. Yeah. So give us a little bit about Dave's uh, story and plot line before we move yes. on to the fight. So um, Dave is a normal guy who works in a uh, placement, in a job placement. Um, he, like, you know, finds people with jobs. And he also – kind of looks a lot like the president of the United States. Um, and he does, like, a part-time job, you know, impersonating, impersonating him. And uh, Secret Service find him and uh, say, like, we need you um, to go, you know, basically fill in for him because the current president was doing uh, the nasty with one of the White House staffers. Uh-oh. He was uh, having an affair and they didn't want anyone to know, so um, they had him come in. They had him do kind of like a little, um, you know, make sure that the president was at a, a, in a venue. And then at that night, the, the actual president um, had a um, stroke, 
and basically was on the deathbed. Mm -hmm. And so they had Dave fill in for him and uh, assume the role of president. Um, And basically the staffers that were there were helping him try to get up to speed. And uh, eventually he becomes uh, a great president. And I will leave the rest to my arguments. Awesome. Cool. Nice. Yeah. All right. So we're going to be talking about three main things in this argument. We're going to be talking about what their candidate, as a candidate or as a president, what they would do for jobs uh, for Americans, how they would do on foreign affairs, and also their overall likability with the American people. So let's start with jobs. So we chose jobs because that's one of the main points in the movie Dave. So there's some experience that Dave has with jobs as the president, acting president, quotes. (laughs) Yeah, so... um... While Dave was president, one of his main things was um, trying to get every person that wanted to have a job get a job. Okay. He had a really nice, rousing speech in front of the press, you know, the press, and being able to uh, say, like, you know, America is not doing great, which in the current um, political spectrum, um, some people would say that. Well, because, like, you know, one, the candidates is make America great again. So it's like, you know, America's really struggling. Right. Struggling a lot. Make it better. Um, Make better. And he said, one of the main things is um, when you don't have a job, you don't do as well. And he's like, I know from personal experience, because he actually was a, um, you'd actually get people jobs. Right. That um, when you get a job, it's an essential accomplishment. You you feel proud about it. And he felt that if he could roll those out to everyone, Mm -hmm. that he, that America would be a lot better and a lot happier. Okay. Um, so that is one of his main platforms that he'd probably be running with. Um, Does for... he, do, you, do you know what he would do to achieve that plan? Or do you want to think of something that, you know, so, you, like how he would achieve that goal of giving everybody full employment? They do not expressly state how he's going to do this. Okay. But it was one of the main... <laughs> It was one of his main, you know, things. So I'm sure he'd find a way um, to get through this. Do you think, can you think of anything like what you would do if you were in his shoes or? I mean, I am not. I know you're not a politician or, you know. Well, how how does your, how does your candidate find? So, so Frank, uh, Mr. Underwood, uh, Francis, if you will, he uh, has experience with this, creating Mm -hmm. jobs in the third season of House of Cards. He comes out with this program called America Works, or AmWorks for short, and it's pretty much a way to give everybody in America jobs. So Um, how does he do this? So he does it in a very interesting way. The way he was proposing it is he believes that America is not built on handouts. America Mm -hmm. is built on people working and, you know, uh, not just accepting things from the government. So what he proposed, which is kind of crazy... Uh, he said he was going to pretty much take all of the Social Security money and use that to fund people to get back to work. Well, that and something else. Well, well, that's what well, that's what his overall plan was. Mm-hmm. His overall plan was to take Social Security and use that money to make jobs for people. That's what he wanted to do around the country. Right. And Congress was fighting him, saying you cannot take Social Security money and spread it around everywhere else. So. So then Frank came up with this idea that if he's able to make it work somewhere, maybe the whole country will be on board with it. So what he does is he has the mayor of Washington, D.C. declare a state of emergency because of a a lack of jobs with really, really high unemployment. Mm -hmm. So Frank then uses FEMA money to pay people to work in Washington, D.C. to get them on full employment. Mm -hmm. So as the commander-in-chief, because Washington, D.C. doesn't have a governor, it just has a mayor, and then I guess you could argue the president is pretty much in charge of Washington, D.C. So since there was a federal state of emergency in Washington, D.C., he was able to use the FEMA money, which FEMA is used for emergency situations, Mm -hmm. and he used the FEMA money, funneled it into his Amworks program, and got... Uh, all the people in Washington, D.C., back to work and working with employment. And it worked in Washington, D.C. And he, everybody knew that it worked in Washington, D.C., but, but a hurricane came, and they had to take all the money out again, the FEMA money, to prepare for the hurricane. So it pretty much killed Amworks because of that purpose. But it did work, and if everybody would have been able to f- go on board with it, 
it would have been able to do it around the country and we so, would have full employment for everybody. So um, the whole thing that Frank Underwood just did, uh-huh. isn't that something that Dave could have done regardless? Like, say, say we're moving the whole FEMA thing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blast that whole idea. But say like that whole, like, you know, trying to reallocate money because okay. Dave is actually really good at reallocating money. Okay. Because an example in the movie, he's uh-huh. able to reallocate money um, to be able to um, fund homeless shelters. Okay. So he's able to find, what was it, $650 million in the budget mm-hmm. to be able to save homeless shelters. Now, so he'd be able to be able to do something on a larger scale maybe uh-huh. um, and be able to fund um, his jobs program. See, now I think... So, so I think Frank, though, if Frank had that money, mm-hmm. he wouldn't use it for homeless shelters. He would use it to get people back to work. He wouldn't. He would. He would say, "I don't want to fund homeless shelters because that's just more handouts. I want to get people back to work. I want to give them money to get started up, so that way they can have a job, eventually get their own apartment, go up from there, get their own house." That's what Frank would do. <laughs> now, this is getting like. Could potentially get into a very political argument, so we can. We can but, it's ve- of, but it's still fictional. It's still, it's still, still fictional. Very fictional. Yeah. yeah, going off of what our candidates uh, have done <laughs> in, in their past. In their past. Um, so, yes. what's your argument with the FEMA? So, I think that that was a really bad plan. I feel like you know the FEMA is being stretched thin. Um, but he had to do something to prove that his program worked because nobody believed it worked. Right. And if they could see it work, then they would say, "Okay, maybe this is a good idea." So, I mean, the whole FEMA thing was supposed to be like a temporary sh- to show the country what he's able to do. And everything he did was legal. He wasn't breaking the law. Well, I think something that is um, that comes in a, a, a good segue from this okay. is that it shows how corrupt he couldn't be, though. How is that corrupt, though, if he's, forcing if he's not breaking hand, the law? Forcing the hand of the uh, mayor to say is a state of emergency. Well, he didn't force the mayor to. He promised to help the mayor with his reelection bid, which, which is corrupt. Which is politics. <laughs> which is Congress. Which is which is Congress. Yes. Which is corrupt. Uh, I mean, then I guess I'm sure Dave well, would have. Dave is a pure of heart. Dave was able to. He he found out that not even not him, but the president, the old, actual real president, was a part of a corrupt thing, and basically said, "I could not be part of it," and. Wanted to hand off the presidency to a noble person. How long was Dave in office for? I do not know. Like ballpark it in the movie. Like how long do you think? Like a couple weeks. Like 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 months. 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 Yeah. I'd say at the end of that, he was experienced to the corruption that is the United States political spectrum. Mm-hmm. And but wouldn't Frank, given time, Frank Underwood be like the ideal um, image of corruption? Uh, we'll, from, do, we'll do whatever he can. I would I would say, is he corrupt from a viewer's perspective? Absolutely. <laughs> the people who watch House of Cards know how corrupt he is. Yes. But the people who live in the world that he is the president have no idea. What about Lucas? Lucas? I don't know. Should we describe who Lucas is first? So Lucas Goodwin uh, is a character in House of Cards. He works for the Washington Herald. Uh, which is supposed to be like the Washington Post. Along with Zoe Barnes in the first season. Zoe Barnes, yep. And he is one of the people who starts to uncover some of Frank's deeds. Uh, but Lucas is stupid, and Lucas tries assassinating Frank and ends up making Frank stronger, and Lucas gets shot and killed. So go ask Lucas and tell me what he thinks of this whole thing. <clears throat> but the fact that there are people that do understand. This is correct, but the, the the couple people who understand does not make up the majority of Americans who will be voting come election time. But another person that saw the corruption was Zoe Barnes. You, this is correct also, and you can go ask her what she thinks about this. I would love to ask her. What happened to her? Uh, she's dead. That's right. She's dead. By? Frank killed her. Oh, okay. So this is... Someone that you're going to be voting for president, mind you. Okay. Your listeners. Okay. He, Steve is advocating, or is okay with saying that Frank Underwood should be a president, even though he killed Zoe Barnes. Looking in actual U.S. history, that's really not that bad. If you look at this, okay? So f- when Frank killed Zoe, yes. Frank was, con- he was a congressman. Mm-hmm. He was not the vice president yet. He had not been sworn in yet. And he was definitely not the president yet either. But his goal was to be president. Okay, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Okay. 
in U.S. history, a vice president named Aaron Burr actually killed a person. He killed Alexander Hamilton, the founder of our treasury, the founder of our economic system in our country. A sitting vice president killed somebody in cold blood, and you know what? He didn't even get in trouble for it. So I don't see what the big deal is if Frank killed somebody when he wasn't even sitting in the executive office when Aaron Burr did it. (laughs) I'm sure you were waiting for me to just bring that up. Yes, I was hoping. I was thinking of that in the shower this morning. I'm like, how can I argue Frank killing somebody? And then I said, oh, okay, Aaron Burr. Well, back then it was a a duel. So duels are noble. It was also illegal. It was an illegal duel. I looked it, was, it, it was a legal duel. It was an illegal duel. So how how are duels illegal and and, and legal? Because I thought duels were just duels. So that I don't know the technical terms. When I was reading this morning, it claimed it said that it was an illegal duel. I'm guessing where it took place. Maybe it took place in Northern Jersey. So maybe duels were illegal in New mm. Jersey at the time. Uh, perhaps the weapons. I don't know what the laws were with guns back then. There probably weren't any, if uh, if anything at all. Um, so, but it was, it was an illegal duel and he didn't face any consequences and he was the vice president, you know, mm. that's like when Dick Cheney accidentally shot a guy a couple years ago with a shotgun with a shotgun on a hunting trip. Like it was an accident, right? Whatever. Like he didn't mean it, but like, imagine if he killed him and was like, Oh, I'm sorry. It was an accident. Mobby. Um, can I just say the fact that, um, Andrew Jackson was a horrible president. He killed so many people. Oh, in duels. Oh, yeah, Andrew Jackson. Yeah, not. I mean, besides killing people in duels, he kind of forced. A, oh, yeah, the, the a, Indian, entire yeah. genocide and a, a group of people and That's a minor, <laughs> minor point of how horrible he was. Yeah, but okay, let's get back to this. Yeah, no, no, sorry, this uh, nice little tangential yeah. thing. But um, so no, so the fact that that he killed Zoe doesn't and really. He and, also killed. Oh, he also killed uh, Peter Russo, and That's he it. had Doug kill. He 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 never told Doug to kill Rachel. He never told Doug to kill Rachel. At that point, Doug was not his chief of staff. Doug Doug was oh rec- yes, he rec- was. Doug was recovering from his incident with Rachel, and Doug took it upon himself to kill Rachel to earn Frank's respect back. Not respect, uh, trust, because. Frank gave him like three chances, which he says he's never given anybody a second chance before. So Frank never ordered Doug to kill Rachel. So that is not a fair argument at all. I'm just saying that if this ever got, you know, into the public's eyes, season five, maybe we'll we'll find out. But that hasn't that hasn't happened yet. So so, but like you... I said, like I said, as the viewer, we all know how corrupt Frank Underwood is. As uh, like as a person who lives in a country that is run by Frank Underwood, you really don't know how corrupt he is. Same thing in America today. I'm sure there are people who a small group of people who will claim like how corrupt Hillary is, and vice versa. I'm sure there will people that will come out and claim how corrupt Donald is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I mean, even same thing. You're going to have people who are going to come out like as character witnesses and say no, they are awful people. But then you're going to have some people that are going to come out and say they are amazing people at, right. at the same time. Right. So, whew. <laughs> That's what yeah, we got. He in there. Wow! So we went from jobs to to Frank's this is, past. This has been very uh, on on task, on focus. This is true. Focus. Yeah. Anything else you want to add on jobs? Well, I feel that that Dave is pure of heart. Okay. Um, Frank's pure of heart too. He wants to give people jobs. He wants to encourage Americans to get back to work, not to become, not to continue this society that many people believe is like a lazy American society today. Mm-hmm. He wants people to be encouraged to go back to work. I mean, people like argue that America Americans are lazy and we don't like to work. Um, so are you are you making fun of Americans? No, I'm not making fun of Americans. Just like over the summertime, I work with foreign uh, people that come over and work in the summertime. Uh, from Macedonia, really nice people. Uh, Slovakia, shout out. shout out to Macedonia, they're awesome. Slovakia, uh, who else we have? We have Bulgaria, and what's up? We also have Russian people. Oh, we've had Russian also. Yeah, they're great. And I mean, these people when they come and work in the summertime, I mean, they work seven days a week, no breaks for the entire summer, three months in a row, and like they don't stop at all. And, like, I always ask them the same thing. Like, oh, what's your opinions of Americans? Like, what do you think of Americans? And the first thing they always say is fat and lazy. That's what they always say. Wow. So, exactly. So, I'm not saying that that is a true stereotype, but a lot of people argue that stereotypes have some truth to them. So, 
like Frank is trying to get rid of that stigma of Americans being fat and lazy and actually wants to encourage them to get back to work and he believes that Amwork is the program that will get Americans back to work. My argument is that Dave had actually real experience and his real job was to find people jobs. So How many people did he get jobs, do you know? There's no statistics in Dave. Ballpark. <laughs> There's no statistics. <laughs> the fact that his actual job... His job was to get people jobs. Yes. So I feel like that is his main calling out point. I can see that. that. I he think that, is that his made, he made right. a lifetime. I see that. So his lifetime has been about getting people jobs. Yes. Which I see that. Right. Yes. But the fact is, is that there's just no plan right now as to how he's going to get people those jobs. But like, did he? Did they show how he got the people the jobs? Like, did he just help them go out and like, did he take them from store to store and help them write their resumes? Like, what did he do? I. I'm, <laughs> Honestly, I don't remember. That's but. fine. That's fine. I just didn't know if like that's what he did because like how like it's great to say that my job will be to get you a job, but like what is he gonna do? Is he gonna have people that like take them? Is he gonna have secret service agents take people by the hand and like walk them into McDonald's and like be like, oh, this is Jimmy. He wants to apply for a job, you know? And like, oh, here's his resume. You know what I mean? Like, but what is what is the job? What's the actual like plan for Amworks though? get people jobs and he gave right and he isn't that the same thing I'm just saying <laughs> no 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 but I have examples though like he gave Freddy remember Freddy there's so many characters we're talking about right now so yeah, really you should watch House it's, it's an amazing it's a show. great show yeah. so Freddy is this guy who owns a barbecue joint uh, mainly ribs that Frank loves to eat at because mm-hmm. Frank loves meat which is also very reflective of his character yes and uh Unfortunately, some issues happen with Freddie's personal life and the business. He sells the business uh, and then he doesn't have a job anymore because he loses the money and everything like that. Uh, so F- Freddie is one of those people and Frank gets him a job at the White House. Then what happens? And well, Frank quit. Did you see that? Never mind. I mean, not Frank. Never mind. Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, but that's that's Freddie's own doing. But he get, so Frank got Freddie a job at the White House, and he was a landscaper. Because and he said to Freddie, he's like, pick whatever job you want. And he goes, I want to be a landscaper at the White House. I want to cut the grass. I want to trim the trees. Like he's outside the Oval Office, like making everything look pretty. That was Freddie's choice. He got Freddie that job. Obviously, the show is not going to show every single person that gets a job at Amworks. So why would? But that's an example. But of why would Dave? have any difference i was just asking if like what he would do though like what like what what did he do as that that person i'm sure he would have them reach out to people that actually are responsible getting jobs like how he was because when they had like the amwork sign up station on the national mall in season three like you would go up to a table like Mm. what do you like to do what jobs have you had in the past and they would say oh okay so you've worked in a kitchen okay so these are the jobs that we have for you you could be a chef here you could be a dishwasher here you could be a busboy here right so you had the options they had a system set up Whew. Okay, next point. I love this show. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> okay, so jobs was first. Now we're talking about foreign affairs. Okay? So, uh, Frank and foreign affairs. The main foreign affairs he has uh, as president is with Russia mm-hmm. uh, in season three. In season four, he de- deals with the Russian president, um, Viktor Petrov, initials VP, like Vladimir Putin, done on purpose. Uh, and very similar personalities. Very too. similar personalities, and they go they go head to head. And I think Frank does a good job holding holding his own against Viktor Petrov. He you know is just as aggressive towards Viktor as Viktor is towards Frank. Uh, in season two, Frank deals with China uh, because there's some issues going on with Raymond Tusk. We're, like I said, we're throwing a lot of names here. Raymond Tusk, who was best friends with the president prior to Frank, uh, which shows some possible corruption which ends up the president resigning and frank becoming the president so frank has experience working with china and also working with russia Mm -hmm. he also has a great uh, foreign policy team with his secretary of state kathy durant Uh, he got her the job under the first president in the first place so she's also very very um, loyal to frank in that way which is important with the secretary of state and also his wife claire underwood played by robin wright who's amazing best so good uh, she also has some experience dealing with foreign affairs as well. So now, he's, how, he's got the, a good team. What is the public's opinion of um, Claire Underwood being this this person that they can they can 
Because like she eventually was the, the she UN was the, representative. She was the UN ambassador for the United States. Right. Yeah. So and what did the public think of that? So the the public didn't like it only because uh? not because of what she did, but because of how she got to that position. Right. Right. Which says corruption. It's not. Is... It's not corruption. It's still legal. It's still legal. So in the show, what happens is uh, Frank proposes uh, that he uh, puts her appointment up to Congress, and Congress denies her. The Senate does does not confirm her right. appointment. Right. So since it was a recess. Uh, time frank was able to appoint her as a recess appointment for the united nations so what he did was legal he just put her in there for the time being because he knew no one else was going to get passed so the american public did not agree with claire's appointment to that position but her her job in that position she did a very good job that's that is look at season four remember when after frank got shot she kind of like ran the deal didn't you see that? I know I did. I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, just the fact that like, but that was against the whole um, Kathy Durant's plan. What's that? The fact that Durant wouldn't be in the conversation. and the Well, Kathy's Kathy- still in the conversation. He just he just knows how strong Claire is. So if he could have his number two right there also doing the work with his number three, essentially, Kathy, uh, getting the job done, then it's like a win-win for Frank. You have two really, really strong people that get, are getting the job done with Foreign Affairs. I love this show. <laughs> what do you What do you got for uh, for uh, Dave? So I'm just gonna go off with the Dave is basically the exact opposite of Frank. He's not a career politician, which okay. to me is some uh, is a lot of people are a very big important. Right. You know, Frank is a career politician. Right. Um, and that he, though he doesn't have experience with foreign affairs, he has great personal interactions with people okay he um he knows he, he used to be you know one of the the people one of the people that used to live in um and work in the area and so he's used to having you know to understand people's plights so he would, might have to um be able to speak to them on a, not a political level but on a personal level so you can speak to like people of China and be like, I understand your problems on like a personal level, not like being like a politician. So, so in our scenario, Dave he's running, but mm-hmm. he's never held any elective office before. Correct. And nobody really knows who he is. Correct. So how is he going to get up there? Because you don't have to hold elected office to become a presidential candidate, mm-hmm. because that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. So there's proof right there that you don't have to hold elected office, but. Donald Trump was well known before because he had his TV shows, he's had all of his buildings, he's had all of his his name plastered on everything. So people know know his name already. Okay. So how how are people going to know Dave? Maybe better way to put the scenario then is that well then how does how does okay so does Frank have this has does Frank have his political his presidential um, thing for this? Yeah. Okay. Then Dave has presidential experience. Okay. So, but we're ignoring the fact how he got into office, Frank or Dave. I, I guess is that is that okay? Well, that's what I just don't know because like then it's like how did he get into office? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. then it's it did he was he like it's, a nobody who got into office it's, it's or did he get into office because the president was in a coma and they obstructed justice and appointed this guy who's not qualified or completely legal to hold. The role as president. That's a good point. Yeah, and I hope the viewers, the listeners, to decide, <laughs> decide if that's, that argument. If that's a, it's okay for them to um, to go. <laughs> yeah, but no. So let's, so let's say he has these presidential experience. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So um, he he's able to appeal people on a personal level. Okay. Beyond this conniving, backwater corruption way that Frank is. Frank is just doing the job. He's doing the job. He's, <laughs> doing the job of um, convincing people that if they don't do it they he so what was, what's the China example so basically the guy that um, they're working with so was... the Chinese the Chinese are donating illegal funds into right. um, the Republican re-election bid mm-hmm. uh, for the midterms and uh, something happens where they find out that uh, the president's best friend was involved in giving the money to the Chinese to donate into right. the Republicans' re-election bid because Frank is a Democrat in, in the in the TV show. So Frank is trying to figure out everything that happens with the Chinese, and he's able to expose the Chinese and um, 
show that the president has been involved in this somehow and the president ends up resigning for it so frank frank so doesn't to me that to do. sounds more of like a um scenario where countries will not want to deal with them just because they know that they might deal with it that there might be some kind of thing they can use against you like kind of blackmail wait what the fact that like the other countries might be saying you know um i don't want to deal with frank underwood okay because but they never said they didn't want to deal with frank underwood the chinese well i'm not saying that they would the chinese were just trying to be given examples that is an example you're trying to say other people might not want to deal with frank underwood yes well i mean i mean that's with any president any elected official though people might not want to deal with them i mean look at you know what's going on in our own election right now. Some people are claiming like, "Oh, I would, no, I don't want to, you know, deal with this person as president. I don't want to deal with them or whatnot." Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that's really fair because we've also never haven't seen any other foreign policy between Vladimir Putin or I mean Viktor Petrov, yeah. Freudian slip there, and <laughs> um, and the Chinese in season two. Yeah. So so I think one thing about Dave that's important is that his vice president okay his vice president um those seen he when he dave gets in gets into the office they send the vice president off to africa to do like um a piece you know try to talk to everyone understand them more on a deeper level and kind of like uh understand that relation so he's used to dealing with international relations so um, where Dave doesn't have that experience, he also can use his vice president in that example. That's a good thing to rely on, yeah. especially if the vice president ends up becoming the president, perhaps. Um, definitely. And the same thing goes with Frank. I mean, he has uh, Claire there as help, being the first lady, and also his secretary of state. He has He's surrounded with good people just like you are. I feel like you're going to try to use this against me. No. No, I was just gonna. That's all I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. We're, both of our. I feel like both of our people have established a good group to help them with their foreign policy. Yes, just like any president does. Though I do, I disagree with the the ways in which your group gets there. Like I said, you're saying that as a viewer, not as a person who has actually lived in Frank Underwood's America. If you've lived in Frank Underwood's America and you can tell me that, being like, hey, Steve, you know what? I was there at Amworks. I didn't get anything. I signed up. You know, I'd be like, all right, fine. You're a first-person perspective. You're a primary source. <laughs> you know exactly what it was like to live under Frank Underwood's presidency. Um, Unfortunately, we don't know what that's like, so that's what we got to go off of. <laughs> oh, gosh, I love that show. Um, <laughs> let's, look at our, let's look at our last argument. We're talking about likability here. Mm. Likability. Frank Underwood, is he likable? Yeah, he's in- extremely likable. Even as a viewer, now I'm taking this back to the viewer argument, you hate him so much, but you're like, God, you want to see him like succeed. You're like, you don't, you want to see him do well. You, it, It's like, it's kind of like Breaking Bad. He's that anti-hero, mm. you know, with Walter White. Like, we should like, do a Walter White episode. Walter White versus, who would win in a meth off? <laughs> Walter White versus Jesse Pinkman. I'm, I'm thinking Walter White and Don Draper. Some kind of all right, all right. Keep it in mind. If anyone some, listening can think of a good argument that some involves kind of anti-hero, that, yeah, do something. it, do it. I like oh, it. All right, damn. Yeah, I would, but it, I would but, love to talk that. But it's the same thing, though. It's you. You hate to see them. You love to hate them, you know, and you hate to love them. You want to see them do well, but at the same time, you don't want to see them do well. Mm-hmm. It's that love-hate relationship. Now, and what about the people that know Frank intimately? They. So, it, what do you mean by intimately? More on a personal level beyond... Okay. Um, so, so, I'm talking about Claire. I'm okay. talking about the guy that um, wanted the peach thing. The, the peach the, thing. The, the peach farm. Oh, the one, the guy that lives in South Carolina. Down in South Carolina. Okay. I'm talking about... I want you to talk about Claire. I want to talk okay. about that guy. Okay. And I also want you to talk to you about... Um, let's talk about those two first. Okay. I feel like and those two... Can, and if you can think of another yeah. one. So, so uh, Claire... Uh, she she's been with Does Frank for Claire a long time. like Frank? Does Claire like Frank? I feel like this is an important argument. Because... This is this is a good question. I say yes. She does like Frank. They both they they both enough to get almost a divorce from. I'm gonna say they they both love power mm. and they both know that they need each other to achieve that power. And that's what politics is, though. I mean, every politician is out for power. We're talking about likability. Is yeah. out for legacy. What's that? We're talking about likability, though. Right, but that's pr- that's in private, though. The American citizens don't know that Claire and Frank are only out for power. They know that there's marital strife, though. They think that there is marital issues, but they play it off in season four that there is none because that 
uh, Claire's mom has cancer. Mm. So they play it off like that, right? Like I'm like I'm saying, if you lived in America, Frank Underwood's America, right? We're we're we are speaking as the viewer. Mm. Okay. Now, so but so the guy in the, the South Carolina. So there's this guy mm. that Frank deals with in South Carolina. I think the one reason why he doesn't like Frank is because a Frank is more successful than he was, and also he is a Republican. So on the basis of not getting along with political parties, he's pretty much not supposed to like Frank right there. Um, and he tries screwing over Frank's re-election bid uh, in season four mm-hmm. by putting up a picture of Frank's father with a KKK member. Right, which is something that I wanted to talk to you about as well. Okay. Uh, go ahead. What are you trying to say there? What, what are you What are you going to say against that? I'm going to say what Frank said in the TV, sh- in, the, in the show. Exact saying that his father... Uh, did that because he was trying to get money for their house that was going into foreclosure or something. Mm-hmm. His father was not a white supremacist and he was not for the KKK whatsoever. Even if he were, that's not Frank. Do you take the sins of the father and pass it on to the sins of the son? Do you do you say, do you blame Luke for the death of all the Jedi in the Jedi Temple in Revenge of the Sith? No, you do not. That is Anakin's fault, not Darth Vader's. What? I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Right? You don't take the sins of the father and put it on the sins of the son. You don't blame it on the son. Uh, then I feel like that you... But people do that, though, in today's political spectrum. And, where, I, don't, and I don't think that's fair. Where they, Unless they were specifically involved. The sins if, of a husband. If, yeah, true, exactly, like what's going on right now. But if Luke was in the Jedi Temple with Vader holding his hand, or he gave him the lightsaber and was like, here you go, Dad, like, go crazy, yes, then you can blame Luke for what was happening. If he was the enabler, then I can see that argument. But Frank was not the enabler. He did not say, hey, Dad, go hang out with these KKK members so we can have money for our house. I think it's interesting that you bring up um, the fact that Anakin Skywalker brought, killed that instead of, like, the whole thing that Dark Vader, like, you know, blew up planets or anything like that. I think that's. I think it's interesting that you. you, you I mean, he committed jedi side, jedi side. Call it. Um, <laughs> on, a bunch of whole, on a whole bunch of little children, you know. I mean, yeah, blowing up. I mean, technically, they only blew up one planet in the entire series. Until the most. Recent. Until the most recent one, but that wasn't Darth Vader's doing. That was Kylo Ren's doing. Right. But Darth Vader, they only blew up Alderaan, as far as we know. Maybe in Rogue One, really excited for December. Maybe they'll blow up another planet, but I don't think they did because I think that no, because Alderaan was the test. Yeah. That was the first test of the battle station. And in Return of the Jedi, they only blew up the they blew up two star uh, two uh, rebel cruisers with the Death Star. They never blew up a planet. So, yeah, we're off topic. <laughs> but um, so the sins of the, the I yeah, I don't think I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair at all. People do like Frank, and and um, people will work with him because they know that he has what it takes to get things done. I mean, if I'll, I'll look at this, Dan was so kind to print out. A, uh, do you have that so I can look at that there? Oh, yes. Yeah. It um, is uh, the Wikipedia from House of Cards Wiki, which is not official, I'm just saying. It's just some guy in his basement, probably. <laughs> um, if anyone out there is from House of Cards Wikipedia, I apologize. But uh, let's see what it says. It says... Put personality. It's on the second Personality. Here, yeah. So his personality. So it says, Frank is a patient, cold, cunning, and ruthless politician, which I agree with. That is true. That knows exactly how to take what to how to take what he wants, which is also true. Almost machine-like in his approach. He's like a well-oiled machine. He knows how to do it over and over again to get it done. He is known to be extremely effective at what he sets his mind to. Those are in quotes right there. According to Raymond Tusk, one of those characters we talk about, who is one of the most powerful people in that show. So if you have Raymond Tusk saying he's extremely effective at what he sets his mind to, that's what I want in a president. Not knowing everything else because I'm not the viewer. I'm living in Frank Underwood's America. Um, he has the skills and resources to match. His quest for power and vengeance leads him to break old alliances and tamper on and destroy those that stand in his way. Like I said, you only know that as the viewer. You don't only know that as the American. I think one of the main things that the listener should take in the the thing here is that like not even like is Dave the right candidate? Is Frank so bad that you should vote against him? Nah. Oh, so you're what is this like this our election right now? Uh, <laughs> Make Donald Trump again? Yeah, right. John Oliver, check it out. Oh. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just telling you, Frank has the experience. Uh, there are people in the show that like Frank, um, and. We don't know if he gets reelected yet. We'll see in season five, uh, but we'll we'll see. That could be the determining factor whether or not if Frank would win our own. Uh, I think we should call us back out when maybe yeah maybe five. we could do a uh, revisit here after yeah. season five comes out and we can say all right let's uh, let's see what happens. Do the pop do the American public realize that yeah. uh, Frank is a horrible 
individual, they'll do anything to get it. Right. Done. So, in our previous episode, we talked about third party. Did you talk about Dave? I did not talk about Dave. I'm sorry. You just went along a little bit. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about Dave, and then we'll so, get to the other thing. I'll briefly talk about Dave, because if you watch this movie, there's not one moment that you can say that Dave is not likable. Okay. There, Dave is just a, um outstanding character. He's an outstanding um, model for a citizen. He um, is not corrupt. He is... Um, likable in every every way. Um, when the president, the old president, when Dave fills in, his his wife was not getting along with the the president, and uh, he was able to win her over and realize that she's a, a, you know, they kind of realized they can get along and how he can win over even the worst people or the coldest people, and uh, Dave is just automatically wins you wins over your heart, and uh, it's it's kind of like. Um, I didn't want to make this argument, but I wanted to say it, even though it's probably not great. So Dave is like kind of like the the George Bush. He's kind of like the like the. We're we talking W. We're talking about W. Like right. he looks like you just look at him, you just want to like him. But I mean that's but that's not, what people said about George Bush, though. I mean people said that he's the guy that you'd want to sit down, and have a beer with, and watch yeah. football with, which is very important, I think, when running for president. Like if you don't have that yes. likability factor, mm-hmm. people aren't going to like you. It's yeah. it's kind of simple as that. So. Uh, in our previous presidential debate episode, we were talking about third parties. Yes. There's third yes. parties in this election. There's third parties in pretty much every presidential election, most of them. I would I, vote for the Philippine Attic, by the way. The, oh, really? Would you? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, represent the Green Party, knows how to get a crowd route up. And you have Professor Xavier right behind I mean, you. yeah, he's pretty much running the show yeah. at that point. He's The the fanatic is just the head of the ticket, and yeah. Xavier is the guy who knows what he's doing. <laughs> So uh, we had our interns here at the Who Would Win cast uh, write down four other fictional presidents uh, mm. from TV and movies. I'm excited. Uh, Dan and I have no idea what they are. They're on these cards here in front of us, and we are going to pull one out and pretend that they are the third-party candidate. Okay. And we're going to see how they would affect this presidential election and how we would try to cut them off from becoming president. Great, great. Now, one thing I want to ask is, are they are going to be in all like the debates and all that stuff, too? I'd say they'd be in the debates. Yeah, we'll say that our debates are more uh, open to open. than the ones okay. we have currently. Uh, Great. We want to include all kinds of ideas and whatnot. Okay. Okay? All right, so I'll let you do the honors. Ooh. See which ones you want to pick. Go right ahead. All right. All right, <clears throat> who do we have? Uh, we go with James Dale, from, <laughs> played by Jack Nicholson <laughs> from Mar- Mars Attacks. Oh, gosh. So he's the president during the Martian invasion. He attempts to make peace with aliens and eventually is killed by the aliens. Wow. Have you ever seen Mars Attacks? So I have a view. I have not. No? Oh, no. it's really funny. I'm um, looking at some of the other choices we could have. We could have had Andrew Shepard from The American President. Ooh, I was thinking about him, but I thought that it might be a little scandalous. Yeah, we could have had Tom Beck, played by Morgan Freeman in Deep Impact, and uh, Fitzgerald Grant in Scandal. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's who we have. Who we have? We had James Dale. I think one thing they did, they brought the one thing they forgot was West Wing. Jed Bartlett. Yeah, gotta love the Jed Bartlett. Um, I never seen West Wing, but every time I see a clip from it, it's like it makes you so inspired. And you know the interesting too is the two other famous fictional presidents that were on that we discussed on our pre our first ever episode of the Who Would Win cast was uh, President Marshall right. and President Whitmore from uh, Air, Air Force, Force One, One and Independence Day, respectively. So yeah, so. Let's see. So, so James Dale here. He's got a. He knows how to defend the country. That is very impressive. Yeah, he has some definitely some military experience. He yeah. So he he, but he he attempts to make peace, which is also good too. Mm-hmm. But he's eventually killed. Do we count that? I'm not trying to say he's dead, so he can't run for president. Right. But he must not a have a good plan or b have a good Secret Service prote- detail to protect him from being killed by aliens. Now, since I have not seen this, uh huh. Are the Martians willing to talk to him? It's been a while since I see it. I don't think so. I think their main point is just to annihilate. To, to annihilate. But we, we could we could take the scenario and apply it to our candidates. How would our candidates okay. deal with some kind of national attack, uh, some kind of you know incident that affects American lives daily? Mm. Um, I know I'm not going to get into spoilers because this happens at the tail end of season four, Ooh. but something does happen that Frank... Uh, it doesn't happen in America, but it's a new threat that comes to power that Frank realizes he needs to squash, uh, and he shows his authority over these this 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 group and how he's going to pretty much take them out, uh, and he does not hold back at all. 
Mm. And uh, he he delivers a message to the country in a very moving way to show that you know America's not going to stand by and just let this stuff happen. But he he's going to do what he can within his constitutional power to uh, take out the threat. See, I feel like where Dave is kind of the opposite. Dave will actually like to talk talk it out and you know being able to see you on a personal level instead of just like power. Right, but I mean, when something like that's going on. It's it's tough. Like, do you just? That's like, I don't want to say like after nine eleven, but like after nine eleven, like George Bush wasn't like, I'm just gonna go talk to Al Qaeda and be like, hey, why did you do this? You know what I mean? He was like, we're gonna go and we're gonna kill these people, right? Because I feel like that's usually the appropriate response after some kind of tragedy. So that that's where the, this could get political, but um, some people <laughs> no. some people might not think it's an appropriate response. This is true too. This is true too. Um, it's tough, you know. What do you do? Because mm-hmm. people want vengeance. They they want the power hungry. Yeah, right? not just power hungry, but you want to kind of get revenge over what happened, especially if it's like a national crisis like that, or mm-hmm. if aliens come and attack the world. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen Independence Day two, oh, but not. I don't no, see it. I, yeah, yeah, but like, just think like Independence Day one, like they blew up like America, like all of our national landmarks. They know which landmarks are ours because that's all they target. But, you know, you didn't see President Whitmore going, okay, well, I'm going to go and just chat with these aliens because I want to make peace with them, right? They were just like, what did he say? He said, nuke the bastards, right? I mean, that's what he said. He was like, no, we got to completely annihilate these people. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I think that talking is, like, the right thing to do in something like that, but it's never what happens after that because people want vengeance for what happened. We'll let the American population decide. Yeah, well, let's make. Hey, hey, listen. If you know, if we held a referendum and everybody was like, you know what, just talk it out. Fine, that's what the people wanted. Go crazy. I don't care. But I'm just going off of historical trends and also fictional presidency trends as well. <laughs> Whew. Wow, this has been fun. Yeah, yeah, this is a good one. Who thought that uh, talking about House of Cards would be? And yeah. Dave. And course. Dave. Yes. And Dave. Yeah. So, so that's what we have for this episode. You know, we yeah. we're looking at fictional presidents, uh, tons more out there also, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's what we have. So we had Dave with yes. his policies. So Dave, being the American sweetheart that he is, yep. um, you vote for him for his likability, the fact that he has a personal, intimate uh, knowledge of how to get jobs. Um, he would be able to um, see you on a personal level and kind of. Um, work through problems by um, doing by doing that and he also has great uh, resources behind him by having Ben Kingsley mm-hmm. uh, being his likable self and being able to talk to foreign leaders as well as he does and yeah yeah and uh, with Frank Frank has a track record of dealing of getting what needs to be done done uh, like I was talking about America Works. He was able to get the people... Why are you laughing? No. <laughs> he was able to get the people of Washington, D.C. back to work, trying to stay away from that welfare state, quote-unquote, that a lot of people think America's currently in. Um, also, he uh, is surrounded by a good group of people, like his wife and uh, Kathy Durant, who's able to get good foreign, affair, foreign affairs deals done overseas, whether they're dealing with China or dealing with uh, Russia as well. Likeability, yes. As a viewer, we hate Frank. Frank is an awful person. He is dirty. He's slimy. He is the classic corrupt politician. But as an American living in Frank's America, we don't know that stuff unless you're Lucas Goodwin and Zoe Barnes. But you can't ask them because they're dead because they screwed over with Frank Underwood. But... <laughs> Everyone else, you know, Frank is the guy. And going on to that third scenario, or fourth scenario, we threw in with a national catastrophe of some sort. Yes. Frank would be able to lead the country through it, no problem, and uh, make sure that brighter days are in the future. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That was fun. It was. Yeah. And like like we were saying earlier, we do not wish to portray our own political beliefs on you the listener this is all just going off of dave and house of cards and the characters there that's not why we are here we are here for purely entertainment purposes yes um so dan thank you so much for being on thank you for having me i had a great time good i'm glad we were able to do uh another one of these definitely have you back on again soon i love that 
Awesome. So as always, there's going to be a Twitter uh, poll where you can vote whether you thought that Frank Underwood would do a better job in a presidential election, or perhaps you think that Dave would do a better job in a presidential election. Does Dave have a last name? I don't know. That's a good Dave, question. Dave Kovic. Ah. There it is, right there. There you go. Yep, that's it. Or Dave Kovic. Or Kovic. Kovic. K-O-V-I-C. Hmm. Or if you thought James Dale from uh, Mars Attacks, if you think that he would do a better job uh, being president. Or if you have a write-in, maybe describe yeah, why you, you think know, he's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe you think that one of the other fictional presidents we didn't pick, why you think they would do a much better job. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Jed Bartlett fans out there. Totally understand it. But unfortunately, he was not picked for this fight. Uh, so, uh, as always, if you have any f- ideas for... Oh, no, I said that. I'm reading off my script here that I have. But mm-hmm. if you have any ideas for future fights or scenarios, you can reach out to us and let us know what they are. But uh, additionally, please subscribe, follow, and rate, and also please continue to participate in our show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Tonight, I give you the truth. The American dream has failed you. Ten million of you can't even get a job, even though you desperately want one. And that is the root of the problem. Entitlements. You are entitled to nothing. America was built on the spirit of industry. You build your future. It isn't handed to you. Well, that's exactly what I intend to do. Not handouts, jobs. Real paying jobs. I could begin uh, with an announcement. I have an idea from today. I'm going to make it the responsibility of this government to find a job for every American who wants one. If you've ever seen the look on somebody's face the day that they finally get a job, I've had some experience with this. It's, they look like they could fly. And it's not about the paycheck. It's about respect. It's about looking in the mirror and knowing that you've done something valuable with your day. And if one person can start to feel that way and then another person and another person, then pretty soon all these other problems that we're facing may not seem so impossible. So let's get to work. Thank you. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.